Hi, everybody. Welcome to the episode two of Dynasty Underdog Podcast. I'm your host, Uriah Dawkins. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JustUriahFF. And join with me are my co-hosts, uh, Willie Beeman and Josh Goldberg. You can find Willie on Twitter at WillieBeemanDFF and Josh at Joshua M. Goldberg. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Not bad, man. Uh, looking forward to this episode. Uh, got the kid taking a nap, so I should have some hopefully 40 minutes of quiet time. We'll see. <laughs> That's the goal, at least. Yeah, I might have to cut out. We'll see. Yeah, between your kid and Josh's dogs, who knows if we'll get through this episode. Hey, man, I tried telling you the other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold off, hold off. It'll be good. Uh, It'll be are good. the dogs are the dogs good before we get moving anymore? They should be. They're away. They got food in them. They went to the bathroom, so. All right, cool, cool. Right on. Well, uh, since Josh wasn't here uh, last week, I figured we'd go ahead and introduce Josh. Uh, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been playing Dynasty, things you thought you did right the first year, things you thought you did wrong, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, first off, congratulations on the pod. Sweet, man. Thanks. No problem. Um, so, yeah, um, many, of you, um, many of your listeners probably know me and Billy from our podcast, Any Given Pod, um, which is a weekly podcast we do pretty much focused on fantasy football. Um, specifically, or lately, it's been more tailored towards Dynasty. Um, but I've been in redraft leagues going back probably 10 to 11 years, but it's always been one or two. Uh, just recently, last year, I hopped into Dynasty, and this year I'm hopping into an auction, as, auction league as well. So really trying to get the full experience of all the con- every league out there. Um, but yeah, um, in my first year of doing our Dynasty league, I definitely – think I undervalued and overvalued players. I went into it with a redraft mindset and not a dynasty mindset. So it took me a couple of weeks, um, obviously having played the waiver wire, making some uneven trades, but I'm in a pretty good position now going forward. Got my quarterback situation taken care of. Hey, you're so welcome. Year, year two is really just going to be about <laughs> building it up and seeing what's going on. Um, but like last year was my teaching year in Dynasty. That's how I'm taking this year in my auction league. Really, this year I'm learning from my mistakes as I go. Sure. So uh, during the draft, uh, your very first draft, I assume it was Console Wars was your first one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, how'd you feel? Like, did you just, was there anything that you did that you think helped you just get out of the draft without uh, being in rebuild mode right away? Uh, that's tough. I'm playing my team right now. Um, to be honest, I mean, I had so many players that either got injured. I mean, I had like Josh Rosen on there who I thought was going to get an opportunity. And obviously he put up a total of 17 fantasy points last year. Yeah, that, that's um, rough. And then <laughs> just unfortunately, as always seems to happen with me, I got bit by the injury bug. I had Preston Williams go down pretty quick on me. Um, Jacoby Myers, I mean, really didn't put up the numbers I was hoping he was going to put up. But, I mean, there was really no, not one player. I mean, now I'm positioned, like I said, pretty good. Last year, I really didn't have any quarterbacks going into the offseason. My main quarterback was going to be Jared Stidham. But I ended up making some tri- – uh, sorry, Stidham and Brady. So, I had both ends of that one. But going into – over the offseason, I picked up Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So, secure that position a little bit. For my sure. tight ends, I have George Kittle, so I don't really have to worry about much else after that. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. Yeah. All right. Hey, so uh, 
we last week we talked about uh, tight end premium, different formats, some things that like I think first dynasty players will look for, like superflex, tight end premium. We kind of talked about those things, but one big thing we didn't really talk about for new dynasty players is the concept of uh, orphans. Um, have either of you guys joined an orphan or picked up an orphan yet? Um, I personally have not. Uh, Billy, I think you no. you did. No, or, no, no, I never. We got I, Matt. We are, are we got our friend Matt into. Yeah, I was gonna say I um no like as as a co-commissioner I had I had the job of filling like three or four orphans in console wars that you know we lost so that's really been my experience with it um we we actually should have Matt come on this pod that'd be a perfect person to yeah. come on who um who actually I got to take over one of the the orphan teams and he he'd give us a little bit more insight actually I thought what he's done with his team is pretty impressive he's he's sold a bunch of shit and got a bunch of picks yeah. for the coming years so um so yeah it'd be an interesting perspective but. So yeah, I mean, an orphan team. Um, I, do you want to explain what it is, Ryer? You want? No, you man. Want... No, you're better at this than me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but uh, but yeah. So you know, an orphan team. It's it's a team that's been abandoned by by an owner in an ongoing dynasty league, right? So, uh, I mean, there's. <laughs> I think there's a. We we can all probably agree we've seen it go the right and the wrong way. Uh, maybe even in console wars in our league. Um, I think there's definitely been a couple of people who sold off some, some picks and got out of the league um, before, you know, basically leaving a team pretty bare. So there, there's some ways that you can, you can kind of screw some teams, uh, some leagues up if you do this the wrong way, but um, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, then you got to obviously fill that team with somebody else, which is a totally different perspective than drafting the team. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're going to pick up an orphan, you're going to have a bunch of players, maybe some picks, maybe no, no picks. You never know what you're going to get, but like whatever you start with is not what you chose, right? You, this is, you're, you're handed these players, you're handed these picks and you're like, Hey, welcome to the league, you know, try to make do. So I think it'd be really fun, man. But. And, and let's be real. It's, it, it's never going to be like the ideal situation when you grab it because why is it an orphan, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're not walking into like a 12 team or a 12 win team right away. So, no, no. I think we in a console wars. I think we did have a one guy. Uh, I think he went by Big Dick Nick. He, <laughs> yeah, he actually left. I think a pretty good team. So he did. No, he did. There was there were some people who got out. It was for personal reasons. It wasn't even because the teams were bad. That happens sometimes. So obviously, you know, you never kill anybody for leaving <laughs> when it's yeah. like that. But you know, if somebody's gonna gonna kind of uh, commit and then abandon without reason, it, it kind of sucks and, and can can hurt it can hurt a league a little bit but um yeah no i think it would be fun for to pick up an orphan and and do it a different way where you kind of have to you know it's not going to be who you want you got to sell some players and maybe make some deals that you wouldn't usually make to get back in contention or or you know set yourself up for a couple years down the road right yeah for sure and like we're saying there's a you know there's a lot of reasons like some people will have 12 leagues, 15 leagues or whatever, whatever maybe, maybe they'll have a baby on the way or, you know, a sick parent or something. And like, you just don't have the time for it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, for those kinds of reasons, like it, it's fine. Like I've heard other people say, Hey, if you need to get out of a league, get out of a league, don't feel bad about it. What you don't want to do is, you know, uh, sacrifice all your picks, try to win that year and leave, you know, nothing or, or just sell everything off and then leave because your team's shit and you don't, you don't have a chance of rebuilding in three years. You don't trust your skills enough to, you know, make it worth anything. You just quit. That's exactly. not okay. You know, that's just not okay. So 
to me, that's, that's a very, the, yeah. uh, I was just going to say, to me, that's a very kind of redraft mentality where you just think year to year mm-hmm. versus the dynasty mentality where you're really thinking three, four, five years down the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I guess there's another thing that kind of comes to mind just real quick, really not about orphans, but just about knowing what, uh, self-reflecting on what your team really is like. Are you going to be continuing this year or not continuing? Maybe we could talk about it at a later time. I'll probably just cut that out, actually. <laughs> No, that's a good, that's good for an episode though, for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like contender, like knowing where you're at and picking kind of what you're doing. It's a great yeah. idea. Um, but I was going to say one thing just kind of related to this that I, cause you were just saying like, you know, if you have 15 leagues or whatever, and you know, you, you have a kid or whatever, you're getting married, whatever it is, like you're busy, life comes up, you're going to abandon some teams, right? So my advice, and I've said this on so many pods is just don't overextend yourself with dynasty. It's really easy to want to keep drafting. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's so easy to want to keep drafting, but find, find some mocks or find some best balls or do something else. Like, don't, fuck, don't, fuck best ball. Fuck oh, best me, ball. me too. Me too. I'll never do a best ball, but I'm just oh, saying man, we're let, fighting. Let, <laughs> oh, that's a fight right there <laughs> but limit yourself is the point that's all yeah. yeah that's great advice man and then also it's just uh you'll you'll be a little more uh i don't know what's the word you care more about your teams right if you have you yes. know less than 10 then like they, they could all be your babies but eventually if you have so many there's gonna be so many that you just you're gonna miss waivers or you know just stupid shit like that you know trade deadlines because you just don't care as much there's got to be a point where there's just too many you can't really care about all of them right you know you just can't yeah. so that's no, I, I love that point. Yeah. yeah. That's something we've been discussing on any given pod is <laughs> how many freaking leagues we're in this year between uh, the Scott, both of us being lucky enough to be in Scott Fishbowl and then our old high school leagues that we're still in and Dynasty. It's down under. The, uh, yeah, the Down Under Bowl. Yeah, I think we'll be yeah. drafting that pretty soon. So Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting. Just got to make Those... a spreadsheet to make sure every week it's set up properly. <laughs> <laughs> There, there. We're gonna give spreadsheet advice. This is this is what you guys are getting yourself into. Oh no, <laughs> no, okay. No, but it's fun. Just like Billy said, just don't overdo it. I mean, yeah, start off slow, it. figure yeah. out what you're doing, and then go from there. It's great advice. All right, so uh, something I think we'll add, try to add, um, whenever we do these pods, is you know, let's talk about some of the news, just some of the topics going around the league. Um, I think one of the biggest right. things right now we have going on is opouts. And then, uh, obviously, COVID. Yep. So, uh, I got a list here of just some of the guys from uh, that have tos- tested positive from COVID that will, I don't know, impact fantasy. Maybe impact fantasy, maybe not, um, depending on how they do the testing. But so far, my running list is Justin Jefferson, Keyshawn Vaughn, Galladay, Hawkinson, Brait, uh, Max Cros- or Crosby, the kicker for Green Bay, if he plays kickers, and then uh, Jay Sternberger. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I think they came out with like a testing routine where it was like test, you know, negative two days in a row, skip a day, test negative the fourth day, then you're allowed back with the team or something like that. Is that what you I guys? I thought it was daily during training camp. And then after training camp, it went to either every other day or whatever it was. But I was pretty, I'm pretty sure they agreed that during training camp, it was going to be every testing every day just to make sure. Um, the opt out thing, it's, to me, it's a little weird. I mean, obviously, they're missing out on millions by not playing, but they're still sure. getting three hundred fifty thousand dollars. But as... but if you're not on the team the next year, you got to pay that money back. 
Ooh. Oh really? I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I just oh. heard it. I just heard it like oh. like twenty yeah. minutes ago. So I was like, when I heard, I was listening to another pod, like a Patriots podcast, and they mentioned, it. I was like, oh, shocker. So so yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, out of any of those guys, like, do you think it's gonna have a big effect oh. on? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the most personally, I think the one that's going to be impacted the most, honestly, and I don't even know if it's from. The, so with the COVID thing, if they have COVID now, like I feel like by the time season comes, like they have the antibodies most likely. Right. So they're, they're probably actually good for the season. Sure. It, that, that's kind of how I'm thinking about that. But Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, is just the most impacted because LaShawn McCoy just got signed there today, too. Yep. Yep. Um, here's the other thing. Also, all these players are saying are going under their COVID designation before training camp happens. Yeah. Curious yeah. if after training camp, after they don't have to do the reps anymore, oh, all of a sudden we're good. We're feeling better. Let's play. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. Like Josh always with this. Oh, man. Well, no, I'm just saying, hat, man. Like Mason, Mason Crosby, <laughs> the kicker for the kicker. He's been fucking kicking for years. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Why is he going to go to training camp just to kick the fucking balls <laughs> I don't think he needs to. He's like forty something. He doesn't need the excuse of COVID. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I hear you though. That could be happening. It's true. You know, people are lazy by nature. You know, so that's true. Yeah, I think that's you know most news. I know Damian Williams. That's a big one because then uh, everyone's yes. like, boom, Clyde edwards hilaire You know, to the moon. How do you I feel s- about that? I don't buy it. No. Uh, no, I know. Hey, man, I've been trying to be quiet on Twitter because I don't want to get roasted too much. But, you know, he was still, uh, for me, he's still my fourth uh, ranked rookie running back uh, before Damian Williams. And I think I still have him there. I still. I behind who? Behind who? Dobbins with oh, jo- Dobbins Jonathan with Taylor. JT. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what do you mean who? Come on, man. Oh, I mean. Uh, I know. Okay. I, I, get I, mean, really, I get it. Really, Dobbins, though, like he's the opportunity afford. No, I'm just saying opportunity wise. Okay, like, 2020. I guess you're right. 2020. Definitely 2020. Yeah. Maybe long term. I'll give you. Ah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, no. Maybe long term for Dobbins, I'm saying. No, oh, I, yeah, I, sure. I could yeah. see that. I could see that. I don't know. Uh, We'll fight about this all season long. I got you. I got you. I'm ready. I'll get some spreadsheets. I, remember, remember, I called, I called uh, CEH being drafted as the only first round running back this year. So I'm, I'm riding with this guy till the end. Now I'm just all going. Right. Oh my god. But yeah, man, it should be interesting. Hey, I'm gonna grab water. I'll be right back, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. No, so I, I really do like uh, his obviously his landing spot and potential, but I still think. Uh, I don't know, man. I just can't get aboard it. Maybe when I see uh, people swimming this way, I like to swim the other way just for fun. I don't know. I get it. I feel like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, no. But hey, congratulations no. if you did draft him this year or you I, got him earlier yeah. traded. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I wrote, I wrote the article about Damian Williams um, opting out at DFF and, and that's what I said at the end. I was like, congratulations to all the FF, especially like in FSB, FF, wow. Uh, SFBX. Um, where, cause I know some people got in like third, fourth round and like, it's pretty good value at this That's point. That's pretty good value. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like so. if we're talking like redraft or something, you're not going to take them at like 105 or 106, are you? No, no, no. no. So oh. look, I, like I talk a big game about this cause I do think he's going to be really good, but I'm not reaching for where you got to go to get him. You know what no, I mean? Like I there's no so. way. So like I'm missing out. I'll, I'll always miss out on the guys with the hype because like, I just, I'm always trying to look for the value personally. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I got him in the second round of fucking the SFX, so I'm not complaining too hard right now. 
No, I mean, I'm sure it feels a lot better now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I have, I have, C, I have CEH and I have Dobbins, so we'll see what dude, happens. I told, I told, no, you have, you have Dobbins too, because I know you have Acres. Yeah. Oof. And Good Dobbins? Me. You got I all three of them? I went, I went heavy on the rookies. I went heavy on the rookies. I don't understand this, man, with the rookies. I can't, I can't. Yeah, but I mean, they're rookies but, in but, good. They're they're rookies in good situations, though. It's not like I just blindly picked them. I mean, no, no. But what I will say though is that in in Scott Fishbowl, it is good to to like have a different roster than most people. Like I yeah. think I said this the other day. So like, it might work out in your favor, especially this year if if it goes through so, and all the rookies get get run. So yeah, my running sure. really quick. My running backs um, are Acres, Dobbins, Ceh. And Malcolm Brown. <laughs> well, you do have that LA backfield kind of locked up. Not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah that's you know, it's not bad, I guess. I, I don't. I that's look. I went. I well, went the complete opposite way. I went like straight vets. Like got like I went. I got AJ Green, and I don't even ever do that shit. But yeah, yeah. I'm not, we'll I didn't get into happened. the. Uh, yeah, I didn't get into the actual Scott Fishbowl, but I did get invited to the satellite, which is cool because nice. It's best ball, and we all know best ball is awesome. <laughs> right crickets crickets <laughs> no but crickets. i know that but those but those are meaningful in a different way you're playing for like the season two against a lot of people you know what i mean it's like different than a normal one yeah. anyway yeah. Continue. but no it, it's awesome you know i did the same thing though basically i took all the uh old vets i don't i think i might have like one ricky on my team so yeah yeah well all right guys uh moving on I, so i think one thing we need to talk about is platforms so i yeah. think for dynasty Basically, you're going to have uh, MFL and Sleeper. I don't really even know off the top of my head any other ones that do Dynasty. Flea Flicker. Flea Flicker? I've never been on there. So, so I I have – so, <laughs> I mean, we did we started like a DFF Dynasty League, and they, I, I don't even – it's barely even a league, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> but, like, just because, like, so many people have, like, dispersed, right? So it's like uh. – it just changed like a bit. So either way, um, but my exposure to it is that it sucks. So, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> flea flicker. That is. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. Like it's like sleeper without all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, we, me and Billy Rex just talking about how two, three years ago, even it was all ESPN or Yahoo. And now it seems every league is transferring to uh, either MFL or sleeper. I think yeah. only one of my leagues this year is in Yahoo, and we're trying to get that league converted over to Sleeper as it is. So, yeah, for the most part, I think uh, all my, I still, you know, I still have some redraft leagues, and they're all on like either Yahoo or mm-hmm. NF, uh, NFL. But uh, oh, brutal. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I got like all these leagues, five different platforms, whatever. <laughs> Boo hoo. Look, but uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen people play Dynasty on NFL and ESPN. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh really? Oh. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah, so I think for like the new Dynasty players, um, they're going to run into – you're going to have two choices. You're going to have MFL or you're going to have Sleeper. Um, I have leagues on both, and mm-hmm. I prefer – myself personally, I prefer MFL. Um, I can see why some people prefer Sleeper. Um, I, I, my understanding is commissioners, one platform is a little easier than the other, but um, you're probably not going to be commissioning your first Dynasty League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, you know. <laughs> Um, what, what are you guys' experiences with MFL? Was uh, last year your first year using it? For me, it was. Um, it took me a little while to get used to because there are a lot more features in it, obviously. 
But now that I'm used to it, I like it. Um, but the same goes with me and Sleeper. I mean, Sleeper on a mobile platform, I feel is a lot easier through their app than MFL is. But if I'm using my computer on either side, I mean, now that I'm used to both of them, I would pretty much say they're equal. A lot more of it seems to be on the back end for the customization for the commissioners. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I, um, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, MFL, I think, is by far the best, honestly. Um, it's funny, though, like, the, the UI really does remind you of, like, um, MySpace, like, the, yeah. doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so funny. Um, but so it, it, if you um, if you're that old, you might actually like it. But <laughs> but yeah, for a commissioner, like I like, you know, I didn't start the league up, but I can't I became a co-commish, you know, in console wars. And like when we had so we had an issue where we had to flip back and forth between certain settings last year. Because of because of a stupid issue that that you know we started with draft picks rookie picks, um, so that whole thing like once I got into it, but like you can see how like if you're a commissioner for the first time trying to use MFL, you you're just like somebody please set this up for me and tell me how to do it. So it can be tough, but other than that, like if they just created an app, like I feel like they could blow Sleeper out of the water. To be quite honest with you, um, Sleeper is just so easy to use as far as it, like what you you know, for like a, a new age, like if somebody just started playing like fantasy two or three years ago, they'd love sleeper. I feel like. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think I, mean, I have both of MFL's apps. They have MFL, uh, platinum, then MFL mobile. The platinum for me works. Okay. I mean, it's easy to navigate, easy to use, but personally, like I said, a moment ago, sleepers definitely would be my pick versus the two apps or the three apps. The other okay. thing, um, MFL costs money while sleeper is free. So that can also be a factor for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I think I tried using the MFL app a little bit last year and just I said, you know what, I'm just going to use a web browser. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, like you said in the notes here, it's about four clicks and you can pretty much find whatever you need. Um, so I, I do like MFL, but honestly, if you're on your phone, sleeper's a lot cooler. You get the little emojis and your little characters and stuff. You know, some people might like, you know, I don't really care for them, but. The other thing is Sleeper seems to actively be upgrading and improving the app and their, just their general platform. I mean, supposedly they're working on an auction uh, extension now, uh, three-way trades they just allowed. They were the first one that I saw with the COVID designation. So mm-hmm. it definitely seems the IT team over there is on, on the ball. Yeah, for sure. No, they, um, they, they certainly are. What else? So with the, I was going to talk about MFL ADP. Um, we talked about oh, average draft yeah. position. You know, it's a, it's important uh, if you're, well, drafting even redraft or dynasty, you need to know ADP, right? And uh, figure out where these guys are going so you can try to navigate your draft. But I would caution for first time users, if you're drafting, you go to the little draft board <clears throat> and you see it sorted by ADP. And you're, especially if you're new, if you're going to try to take one of those top ADP guys, you're going to run into some problems. Um, cause their ADP is not, it's, it's a mixture, right? It's a mixture of a bunch of different platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. you got dynasty, you got your regular, I mean, there's, there a host of different type of, I don't really know how to say this correctly, but it's not going to be ADP specifically for the type of league you're drafting. It's right. going to be a mix and the rookies are always going to be, uh, higher than the vets. And, uh, so that's something to kind of look at. Is there anything you want to add to that? 
Well, yeah. So no, it's a good point because (laughs) so what happens and the reason why those rookies are pushed up is because like you said, the, the formats are all mixed together, right? So you could be drafting a 12 team dynasty super flex, or you could be drafting a 12 team dynasty one QB, or you could be drafting all rookie draft, right? It could be just all rookie draft. So the rookie ADP shoots up because everybody, nobody, you know, the majority of of leagues have a rookie draft. So there's a ton of just rookie drafts in there. And like you said, they get pushed up. So like, you know, you're drafting and you're missing out on, on, you know, top tier vets because like, like, you know, Cam Akers is a 10, 15 spots higher than he should be. So it's like, yeah, it, it's just garbage. And like, you really need to, I mean, it's funny with, with ADP, like I always suggest at some level, find like what you think is good ADP or what you think are good ranks that you like, export them however you want to to some whatever sheet that you're comfortable with and move them around a little bit at your, like how you like so that you create your own, like when then when you're drafting, then you have a cheat sheet, right? And you don't have to like worry about the <laughs> the ADP on, on MFO. Yeah, but sure. I mean, in my opinion, you should never use only one source anyways to gather your information. You should be looking across multiple sites and like you For said, sure plug it in, combine it all together, <laughs> average it, do whatever you want to do. But in my opinion, you never should just go based off one website or one platform's ADPs. Yeah, no, that's true. And hey, we didn't get to ask you about that. Uh, last episode, uh, Billy and I, we talked about some resources, some tools that we uh, we thought were helpful for you know our first year mm-hmm. dynasty um, and probably still use today. What are some of your go-to tools or websites, resources, either on Twitter or you know yeah. paid or free? Uh, Fantasy Guru is definitely a major one for me. Um, and then Roto World. Oh, okay. Roto World a lot. Um, That's a good one. Roto they got rid of the mobile app, unfortunately, but on the website, I mean, it's updated very frequently. It has a lot of breaking information. And then as well as just the Bleacher Report app on my phone. I have notifications turned on pretty much for any league, majority of my favorite teams. So anything's breaking, I'm getting a notification. I mean, my phone's going off 20 or 25 times a day with all the foot between football and basketball and baseball and the COVID shit. That is one thing. Like I am like, I, you, you're probably the same too. You're right. Like, it's just like, I'm a junkie for it. So like, I just, I'll get it all day long. I have Adam Schefter and like, I get his notifications. You know what I mean? I'm like constantly just like, what is happening? <laughs> and then I also, I mean, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and watch yeah. like Pat McAfee's show and just different shows here and there. ESPN right now is running in the background. Just any kind of little tidbit of information I can get, just collecting that much information. I mean, the more you, information you have, the better you are over your opponent. Do you listen to any um, fantasy podcasts, like specifically fantasy? Me? Yeah. Like um, fantasy not, football? Not really, not specifically fantasy, but yeah. um, Mina Kimes show I listen to all the time. She's awesome. I love. She Nina. is awesome. Yeah. Um. Then I have like ESPN Daily. I'm always just interested in like what people like listen to. It's yeah. just it's just funny because like everybody ingests their fantasy stuff differently, right? Like everybody. Every some people love articles. Some people love websites. Some people look like some people like the you know fantasy footballers app, and then some people just like I I can listen to podcasts all day if I have the time, like like Dynasty um Dynasty 
what is it hq what am i thinking um dynasty trades hq dynasty trades hq yeah dude yeah, like, like with i shane. love yeah with shane yeah. i love yeah. those i love those shows dude like yeah. the, those kind of they're the best i don't even like the mainstream ones as more as much yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah no i mean i don't really listen to any of the big ones but uh i'm also surprised josh you have you're so you have a football podcast and you don't listen to any fantasy football podcasts <laughs> <laughs> he listens to ours so he's like that's enough that's, yeah, enough. that's enough i just i get my fantasy information from multiple sources i mean i don't have to necessarily just listen to a podcast to get my info i mean there's plenty right. of sites and like i said bleacher and other than that i mean dff puts out some good content yeah they do they got, they got a couple of good writers over there i like that i like that nice <laughs> nice just uh, slip that in there hey, um, but I, I hadn't started <laughs> listening to podcasts until uh Man, maybe a year ago, so I'm kind of new to it, but uh, just kind of well, dove in. You know, it's funny. So I, I start, I listen to, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts in general, like I crime, whatever, and I always listen to this uh, Patriots Unfiltered. It used to be PFW, so I, they've been going for like ten or fifteen years. But um, what's it called? So it's funny. I used to listen to Fantasy Football Today, which is Matthew Barry and all them, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was, and then like slowly go over to like the fantasy footballers, right. Who are, I still listen to them for sure. They're awesome. They're great, um, yeah. But they're the ones who, who kind of like introduced me to dynasty a little bit. Cause they kind of go into that realm of things. And that's where I was like, Oh, I need, I need to do this. Um, and then it, but I'm just reflecting that like, I don't listen to, to fantasy football today anymore. Cause it's just like, so it's very mainstream. You know what I mean? Sure. And like yeah. I want I to watch ESPN. So yeah. yeah. Like I want the deeper <laughs> knowledge though. So like I go to those like that, like dynasty trades HQ where they're talking about like, you know, in rookie fever and like all that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Sorry. Self-reflection. No, no, good. Hey. Self-reflection ah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to talk about. Um, since we are talking about podcast, uh, we have something I think will be for episode three. I uh, had a few drinks and was like, hey, man, I'm going to try to find a find a guest to come on the show. So I, I hit up my boy, uh, FF Coach Dan. He uh, is a co-host for it was Superflexology. Now they go by Dynasty Theory. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you listen to those guys. You got uh, uh, John Baum and uh, uh, Mitch Sorensen and then uh, uh, Dan Lamonia. So uh, yeah, I've heard him before. I was like, hey, Dan, uh, you want to come on my podcast? I figured you told me no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he said, yeah. So I think I think maybe uh, episode three will have him on. Nice. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, that'll be a good time. It's always no, good. Yeah, that's exciting, dude. Hell yeah. Like, I, I love how we're getting guests on instantly. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> I mean, why not? No, that's no, I it's I like, great. You know, I don't know how to, you know, grow the thing without just asking. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to ask. <laughs> no, I Let's, mean, that's pretty much what we did. We have a list in our phone. I mean, we just haven't gotten around to it. But of athletes at all different levels that we've reached out to on social media and asked if they'd be on the pod at some point. And oh, that's I a was great idea. Re- uh very surprised with some of the responses we got so oh that's gonna be cool man debuting soon and we'll have some good quality interviews coming up i like that that's awesome yeah no definitely it's the great thing about the community is that like they're all like i i'm, I'm pretty sure if you asked like anybody to come on eventually they would you know like it, it really doesn't give or take i mean we had some somebody at dff had mike clay on their pod the other day i mean that's um, awesome so yeah no but it was he just asked him and he said yeah come on so it's like it's just what you did you know what i mean so i i think yeah we could definitely have some really good guests on here that could give some good insight i'm sure i'm sure he has a plenty for us i mean especially during these times with covid and everything people are home anyway so i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> no but seriously i'm sure a lot of people don't mind spending 30 to 40 minutes hopping on a podcast Absolutely. nothing else to do right yeah 
Well, is uh, anything else you guys want to cover? Um, hey, I mean, we're pushing 41 minutes here. I don't want to push your luck with the baby, so. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, man. Um, why don't you guys uh, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Willie Beeman DFF. Uh, find, you know, all the DFF articles on my Twitter account because I'm posting them constantly. have a bunch of free stuff. I just wrote up a Damian Williams opt-out article. You can find a ton of stuff there. So just keep a lookout on that and uh, find us at any given pod too. Yep. Uh, at any given pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, new episodes coming out weekly. Follow me at Joshua M. Goldberg on Twitter. Other than that, Uriah, thank you again for having us on. Yeah, and man. Thanks for coming forward on. To next week, man. Yep. And uh, again, you can find me on Twitter uh, at just Uriah FF. And you guys all have a good day. You too. Peace. Be safe, everybody. <laughs>